Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Queer Quadrant, a podcast where we, two bisexual filmmakers, examine cinema in all its cultural contexts and explore why your favorite four-quadrant blockbuster is maybe not as straight as you think it is. I think we made a mistake in recording this episode in that it's only the two of us, where I feel like we should have brought on about 12 guests and had every guest cover a specific part of this movie, and then we all culminate to discuss the movie in like the final act of this podcast. So like we tap in for the first 10, we have two other people coming, like let's say Fran comes on for the next 10. So it's like a round table situation. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, like I really think that we we missed a fun opportunity to do an insanely bad bit uh, Mm -hmm. in this episode. Well, you love bits. I do. So I can understand. This is a movie I would say that feels like a bit where you're like, that's not a real movie. <laughs> so this is the Gary Marshall movie that launched all the other. It is. Like, okay. Yeah. This was, that's that's what I thought. You get Valentine's Day and then that brings you New Year's Eve, Mother's mm-hmm. Day. Mm-hmm. And is that it? Are there only three of them? There are only three directed by Gary Marshall. Okay. Yeah. Right? So I think yeah. that's Valentine's it. Day, New Year's Eve, Mother's Eve. Right. There it is. Mother's Eve. It is. Mother- <laughs> <laughs> it's, so Mother's Eve is actually about some queer mothers and they're just mothering yes, the entire yeah. time. It's yeah. like a club. It's, it's Julianne like a, Moore goes uh, out to a club and there no. she meets. <laughs> yeah. It's like ballroom set. It's it's good. Right, yeah. Um. Anyway. Hi. I'm, I'm so Brooke Solomon. Jordan Gustafson. <laughs> we love talking about cinema. We love talking about being queer. We love talking about queer cinema. This is Quote definitely unquote, queer, queer cinema. and cinema. Um, and that today. Actually, is it? Is it cinema, Brooke? Is <laughs> no, it? No, it's not. I mean, no disrespect to Gary Marshall. Um, uh, rest in peace, right? Uh. Yeah. Rest in peace, King. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's dead. Died in 2016. Died in 2016. Mother's Day coming out in 2016. Kind of Went out with a bang. (laughs) He directed that shit. Isn't Mother's Day also... Doesn't Mother's Day also have a gay subplot? I think it's on our long list. I've never seen it. Well, yeah. So today we're talking 2010's Valentine's Day. Which... I thought that Jordan put on the long list as kind of a bit, but Mother's Day is also on there. Mm -hmm. And... It's not a bit. No, it's not a bit anymore. I put so. Let's explain this. Let's explain. So, uh, I saw Mother's Day in cinemas in 2010. Not once, but twice. You saw this like Valentine's Day. Yes. Oh God, did I say Mother's Day? Jesus, you did. (laughs) I saw Valentine's Day. You saw this in cinema twice. Yes, and then I also saw it again after that because my family was a rom com family. But I also mm-hmm. then went with friends. So it was like a friend one time, a family one time, and then at home, like, however, you know, whatever. So, like, yeah. the movie is weirdly, like, deep in the brain. And when we first started the podcast, I was going through and I'm thinking, like, hmm, what are some queer four-quadrant movies that I know? And I was like, I think there's a queer subplot in Valentine's Day 2010. Lo and behold, I was correct in remembering that. And lo and behold, it starred... None other than Maestro himself, 
Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. And Cal from Euphoria. I don't know how you remembered that. I did not remember. I think I've seen this movie before, but I logged it like I never had because it's possible that I only (laughs) saw a super cut of the Taylor Swift scenes. I remember all the Taylor Swift scenes very clearly, but I don't remember a single other thing and or character about Uh, this. Taylor Swift giving a nuanced, subtle performance, delicate the depth that she's able to put on screen here is unparalleled. It's really not good. The thing is that, like, she's actually fine except for the interview scene. The interview scene, terrible, Brooke. It's really bad. I mean, yeah. the elevator scene is, like, not great either. But the scene where she's talking to Emma Roberts and, like, actually interacting with someone her own age. Right. You're like, she's okay, having a normal I can conversation. See it. Yeah. I know the bar is very low. The bar but, is like, below the floor. <laughs> that's, like, a normal. It's a it's a normal scene. As a Taylor Swift expert, yeah, do is it a little <laughs> yeah. bit too much that she put the thirteen on her hand? Yes. Like was that it's in her rider? Ridiculous! It must have been because she even has the thing where she's like, "It's your lucky number," and Taylor Lautner goes, "That's your your lucky, lucky number." number? <laughs> it's so cringe at times. I was like, Taylor, it's what so, are we doing here? This is this is such a it's. This is like stunt casting to the extreme. Yes. I, cause her and Taylor Lautner are barely in this movie. Dating at the time. Dating at the time. Very crucial. Taylor squared. The, the, the public was loving Taylor squared. There's a lot that we have to dig in here. And there's a lot of actors that I want to talk about, but just cause we're on Taylor Swift, I feel like let's just get it out. We're, we're here. Let's do it. This is her acting debut. Yes. How do you feel like it ranks in the Taylor Swift acting canon? Okay, so I need to. We need to run through the Taylor Swift acting acting world. Yes, canon. Yeah. I remember um, how big of a deal this was. Like this was ginormous for people yeah. in my grade. Like this is, or in this gen- was I the think first like culture in general. You know, this this was the first thing she was in. I think yeah. for a minute she was trying to like be like Selena Gomez or Miley Cyrus and have right. like a true acting career right. alongside the singing career. I think we should all be very happy that she didn't. That do it that. died. <laughs> um i would I just, say that of the three of them selena gomez is the most talented actor yeah right yeah okay yeah like who's the most who is the most talented like high profile singer who made the actor jump? like they have to they have to have a both a oh well, it's lady gaga singing oh yeah there yeah. we go easy well, <laughs> great she's an, Just ar- she's an artist you know yeah what I mean? yeah but that that's what i was looking for someone who like is in high profile movies and also has a high profile like singing career yeah it's stephanie yeah Germanata. it's gaga yeah, yeah. okay yeah yeah because, I can't... it's so interesting because like selena gomez i'm like i would rather you act than sing and miley cyrus is i'm like i would rather you sing than act i guess but she's she can mm-hmm. do both like she can you know she's a little versed in that way and she hasn't acted very much recently no, like no. i think she's she's done with yeah, but that. her black mirror episode was pretty good yeah i love that yeah yeah so i think but i think she's done unless they're like hey we're casting you like in a miley cyrus-esque right role, role. yeah anyway so taylor anyway so taylor so yes this was a huge deal for me <laughs> I literally, if you hadn't seen it before, I would be shocked because I'm like, I would bet that your ass was like in the theater opening I, day. I don't remember if I saw this in the theater. I don't think so. But the thing is, like, I was 13 when this came out. Mm-hmm. I I had no control over where I went. 
You were like, I can't drive. I can't go anywhere. Yeah. Especially not 45 minutes away to the nearest theater. That's crazy sauce. I know. Yeah. Can you believe that? I would. I, if, I viscerally remember driving home from a movie in a snowstorm for 45 minutes with my dad and being like, we're going to die. And it's all because I wanted to see a movie. <laughs> what I have I done? Your, you, you, you caused a terrible accident. And it's all because your family wanted to see Valentine's Day 2010. It, no, it was. I distinctly remember it being a movie that I was like, please, can we go see this? And then we were what driving was home it? in the snowstorm. I don't remember. Ugh. I would. My Since my dad took me i would say hunger games except that my sister was also with us and she would have never mm, seen hunger been games. too young so it, is it so, like 2010 i don't know or what's the no year? it would have been like probably 2013 2012 so 2013 cur- is it the, who, who the giver the, oh no mm, i saw that with my boyfriend actually Whoa. Whoa. okay <laughs> so here here's where i think the taylor swift acting yes ranks here's okay so she has been in five movies mm-hmm. that are not directly related to her discography. Of course, of course, yes. It's a real who's not of cinema. It's kind of crazy, actually. Valentine's Day, The Lorax, which I will count even though it's a voice role because like, she's no, one of the main characters. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. a big deal. The Giver, mm-hmm. Cats, and Amsterdam. Now, I think Cats is the best performance. <laughs> is that an insane thing to say? I think that's true, though. She's kind of, she's fine. She's in the kind giver. of serving. Oh, in the Giver, uh, sure. I don't know. She's not bad in the Giver. I that mean, the movie, movie is, is a disaster. Unmitigated. Remember how they almost released that movie in full color until enough people were like, "That's what is wrong with you? Yes. You're pitching this to every single kid you had to read this book, right?" And then I'm convinced that they retroactively were like, "Oh shit, we better make this black and white." Right. Whoopsies. Oops. Oh, we missed the plot. <laughs> Starring, I will not believe it if I get this right. Is it Brendan Thwaites and Kaya Scaliero? If you get that right, oh, uh, Brendan Thwaites and Odea Rush. I was so uh, close. It's Brendan Thwaites and Kyla. Kay- oh my god, Kaya Scaliero. I'm. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her last name correctly. In Pirates of the Caribbean, we really tried to make Brenton Thwaites happen. We did. I mean, was he in I am? No- no, no, he was not. I am number four. Was he number Dude, four? Who's, no. Who was I am number four? Was that that's. Alex- Alex Pettifer, right? The worst. Brendan Thwaites heard... was really in Oculus, The Giver, Maleficent, Gods of Egypt, and Pirates of the Caribbean, and then just gone. They're like, okay, we decided we that you that everyone hates you. I have heard that Brendan Thwaites is good as Robin in Titans. I have not seen it. I have not seen it either, which is saying something that I have not seen it. <laughs> Um, wow, what an insane movie The Giver was. Okay, we'll never ever anyway, watch that again. But so of all those performances though. I think The Giver is probably the best, but okay. Cats is definitely second best. What's the worst? Is it too much of a gimme if I say Amsterdam? Because I know that's like from I mean, last it's kind of year. funny that she just gets yeeted into the I I still I never actually saw it. I haven't so either, and I, I but to. I I did see her scene. I don't know. Yeah. That just feels like it's like that movie is like so tainted. Totally. But I mean, realistically, it's probably Valentine's Day. Yeah, probably. Um, I think it goes Giver Top, then mm-hmm. Cats, then the Lorax, right solidly in the middle, then Amsterdam, then Valentine's Day. I don't remember the Lorax at all. I, re- I definitely saw that in theaters. I know I saw it in the. My dad was obsessed. At the age of Shocking. 15, I saw that thing in theaters. That's so Do you remember the, the um, Horton Hears a Who? 
Yeah. I reviewed that for the Cape... Co- no, the Falmouth Enterprise. Wow. Kid critic Cute. at large. That's <laughs> That was my Lights, Camera, Jackson moment. You could have made Lights, Camera, Jackson. <laughs> there is a timeline. We were, we were line. racing towards that same joke. There, There is a world in which I have fulfilled the Lights, Camera, Jackson role on the internet, and it is a very yeah, dark timeline. That's line. the thing. Is like, it's, but it's not too far it's not of too a timeline. It's not too far. It's pretty close. I won't dox you, but... I know. I've read oh, the yeah. sacred text. You have. Or I've, Brooke I've has viewed access. the sacred text. Yeah, Brooke has access. I still uh, subscribe to you. The name has changed. The name is nothing. It's gibberish now, so you can't oh. even find it anymore. I, it, I, it's still. I was looking at my. <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> and then I was like, maybe I don't. Even I meant want to say that. bleep. <laughs> to bring it back to the Lorax, is the Onceler not queer? In no, he film? is. Okay, oh, Jordan. Jordan. Jordan, we don't have the time to talk about the Onceler and Tumblr. Oh no. We don't oh, no. have the time. I don't want to oh, actually I'm I'm closing the door. I usually like a tangent. I don't want I a will, tangent anymore. Here's the thing here's the only thing that I will say is that Sarah Zed, a video essayist who I really like sure. on YouTube, has a great video that I think is titled Once The Onceler oh the God. weird the weird Tumblr story of the Onceler. Just that does That's a better cursed. job than we ever could. No, no, sure. no. It's it is essential viewing. Okay, I will watch it, but that sounds cursed. It's crazy. Okay, so that's All Taylor right. Swift. Taylor Swift is in this movie. Taylor Lautner's in this Taylor movie. Taylor Swift does a is backflip. in this movie. So She's does Taylor terrible. Lautner. I don't understand why they didn't give them a conflict. I guess because they were actually dating at the time. But Th- they're like, there's a minuscule for a moment. There's a conflict. The, when she gives the gift, you can kind of sense. I was like, oh. Oh, right. Is this just like a bad gift? And like, it's kind of cause a rift. And no, it doesn't. But then it goes away. Yeah. Yes. They make out a lot because they were dating IRL at the time. Don't know if we mentioned that. The end <laughs> credits where she's like, I'm Taylor and I'm Taylor. Yes, we know. Yeah. Marker. <laughs> Taylor Swift directing. They were cute though. Um, and Let's just close that book. Let's get she it. has Let's... a song called "Today Was a Fairy Tale" that is featured on the soundtrack, and it's a banger. That okay. So not to. I'm gonna go to my notes. Let me just tell you, I wrote way too many notes for this movie. Jump and Fall also featured in this movie. Not one, yeah. but two Taylor Swift movies. Also, "Today Was a Fairy Tale" featured twice. Once in the film, and then it also plays over in the, the credits. credits. Yes. Yeah. But when it started, I all of a sudden go. Um, the note before that is like. What are we doing? Literally, my note is, what are we doing here? And then all caps, today is a fairy tale, <laughs> LMAO, this rocks. <laughs> yeah, she wrote it for this movie. Literally, yeah, what, the it single, fucking rips. It's a great song. The single cover art is just her headshot from this movie. Of her, is it really? Like doing like her cutesy little like look up into the That's really left. funny. That's, yeah. Anyway, uh, today with the fairy tale, Taylor's version, available on Spotify. Stream now. Okay, also when she is like, I'm not a cheerleader. She's yeah. like, I am a dancer. It's yeah. Like, Girl, you are a cheerleader in Five, this movie. Five, six, seven, eight. It's giving, you know what it's giving is like the the meme of like, oh my God, she's so crazy. It feels like Taylor yes. being like, I'm such a crazy girl. And you're like, no, you're not. <laughs> I'm so quirky and awkward. She, that she was, this, this is definitely the phase that she was in yeah, during yeah. that time. Um, However. Wow. Anyways. Enough about that. How so? How do you want to attack it? Do we want to go like subplot by subplot? Because I have my macro thesis on this movie. I feel like give me the macro thesis. You want the macro thesis early? Okay, I'll just get it out of the way. 
So I kind of said this on Letterboxd, but I think that this movie is like the quintessential late 2000s, early 2010s example of Hollywood queerness. Mm. And by that, I mean like Hollywood having absolutely no fucking idea how to deal with like queer people being okay in culture. Like there's still the traces of homophobia that are like lingering within it, but they also realize that there is like a huge subset of the nation that is queer and they should appease to them in some way, shape or form. And so like you have in this movie, a subplot with Bradley Cooper and Cal from Euphoria. I'm sorry. Um, What's Eric his name Dane? again? Eric Dane, right. We'll get into it because I think it's also super interesting with regards to Maestro and kind of all of our Bradley Cooper stuff because the year after this, Cooper is named Sexiest Man of the Year. This so is funny. now, I was doing, I should have brought this up on Maestro, but I was counting the amount of times that Bradley Cooper has played gay. So it's <laughs> this, Maestro, Wet Hot American Summer, and then I, oh. and then Midnight Me Train 4 for sure. And Wait. Then I, Midnight Me Train is like actually gay? He's not actually gay, but I think he's gay. That doesn't count. It counts. No, it doesn't. <laughs> the whole the homoerotic subtext in that movie. It's called The Midnight Me Train. And it's written by Clive Barker. Of course no. it's gay. Listen, I know that. But we're talking like as in explicit. Bradley Cooper read the script and okay, was like. Okay, so then there's three I, explicitly yes. queer times. I did not know he was gay in Wet Hot American Summer. Yes. Um, Clearly I have not seen You've not, you've not gotten uh, Wet Hot American Summered. With regards to our podcast, I think why I was drawn to this movie is because it feels like the kind of movie that our podcast was built for, where it's a four quadrant movie trying to figure out how to deal with gay people and queerness up front and center. And it fumbles the ball seemingly at like every corner. And even when it tries to do something like emotionally fulfilling, it still feels terrible can i just say some quotes that i wrote down which i think like exemplify this so when eric dane comes out of the closet sean jackson (laughs) the quarterback he says i'm gay and i'm gonna play then you have jamie fox as the sports this is the worst one i know what you're gonna say he goes looks like sean jackson popped the lock on the closet and came out and then immediately follows that with i stand behind you metaphorically of course and you're like that is the worst one what are we they doing? were so what close. are we doing here because like jamie fox kind of has that quote-unquote hero moment at the press conference mm-hmm. where eric dane is like any questions let's keep it civil i'm not afraid to like punch I'll somebody beat you up yeah yeah um and jessica veal is like jamie fox what and he asked like an actual question instead yeah. of a question about like being his sexuality we were so close (laughs) edging we were edging this movie that's what's so so fascinating is the movie is like it's almost it's like dealing with queerness and then it like does something bad like Anne, i think Anne hathaway's quote is maybe the worst which i wrote down as well which is she's dating topher grace at the time and she goes out and she meets his neighbor we don't see this but she comes back and she tells him your neighbor thought you were gay but don't worry i said you were straight." straight No, I think she says, I set her straight as in game. Yeah. I thought she said, I told her you were straight or something along that line. And I was like, no, it's like, what are we doing? I set her straight as in like, I'm your girlfriend. But even within the context of like saying straight like that, we can read into it that you're doing like a double entendre joke, you know? Yeah. And the idea that it's Bradley Cooper at the end of the day is like the, it's the, the film's 
second biggest reveal after the fact that Julia Roberts is also coming home to right. see her son. Which we've been following. Made me cry. That me scene too. made me cry. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe Valentine's Day 2010 got my it, ass. I, I was like, fuck. But I am kind of a sucker. Right? For that. that, that do, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I, yeah. Anyway. But, but yeah, so I guess like I, I would love your your thoughts, but like for me watching this, it just felt like exactly what fascinates me about our podcast and like kind of like the industry at large, especially in this time period where queerness was so up front and center. You know what I mean? Like you have Obama being elected, you have everything moving forward within our culture, but yet people want to say that gay people exist and are okay, but they also still in this heterosexual nightmare need to be like, that's a different thing. Like straight people have like their own relationships and like aren't existing like with this queer, like this queer thing happening. And like qu- queerness is still relegated to like a jump scare or like a reveal, a like big, it's a big coming out it's a moment. Big reveal. Right. Like yeah. that's the, the big thing for queerness in this is like, Oh my God, can you believe this person's gay? That that's what the whole like uh subplot is about. Although I do think, so it is the the final reveal yes. of the movie is that Eric Dane has been waiting for his uh-huh. on again off again boyfriend Bradley Cooper Slay to boots. come back who broke up with him because he was staying in the closet. Right. So and Bradley Cooper brings him flowers and is like I saw, I saw. the press conference and that was cute. It is However, cute. I think why to, didn't they kiss though? Well, yeah. To your point, it's like the this film has two gay characters and we get to see them interact for 30 seconds no 10 15 maybe mm-hmm. and they hold hands i don't even think, think they hold hands i think he like puts his arm around like him. around him yeah and that's about it honestly the gayest thing about this movie is that bradley cooper is like fitted the fuck out he looks really he good. looks so hot yeah, he's he extremely great. like clean cut like yeah. sharp he definitely dresses like a gay man on an airplane <laughs> absolutely oh 100 and it's so funny um, that like like the joke is like julia roberts is like look at that airport like that attendant really likes stewardess. you but right they're trying to like play a gotcha and they're also sort of trying to make you think that bradley cooper and julia roberts are gonna fall in love right um a little bit um, I thought I thought their friendship was great, and it was nice to see two yeah. actors just kind of like acting. <laughs> like their part is the best in the movie because you're like, oh, that's two movie stars being movie stars, being movie stars, and just having a conversation where yeah. they're actually just building like a friendship, and it's very nice. Um, I also do think it's crazy though that like a fictional football player came out mm-hmm. what ten years eight years before before, like a big one actually happened before we actually had like the first openly gay player in the nfl let me look it up but i think it's also fascinating within that context though that of course like the the gay character has to be this hyper masculine guy who is doing this masculine sport it's like in order to be gay like you got to be tough Luckily, they don't make any locker room jokes i guess which i thank god could have seen Um, happening in a worse world I have great news for you. I'm on the Wikipedia page entitled Homosexuality in American Football. <laughs> Let's go. That's a great that's a great page to be on. Players coming out. Let's see. I'm going to find out. It is interesting that Eric Dane is kind of playing the exact same character in this as he plays in Euphoria. 
Like they could Except like the exist good the version well, of it. The of like course, yeah. who's like a nice man, not a nice guy, right? Like a, a demon, yeah. Predator, yeah. Um, okay, let's see. Wow, we're just still looking at like college, 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 mm. NCAA. Uh, in June 2021, Raiders defensive end Carl Nassib mm-hmm. came out as gay via Instagram. Nassib was entering his sixth NFL season. Uh, he became the first openly gay player to play in an NFL regular season. Game. In 2021? 2021. There was some decent like wow. people who were out in uh, college. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. But like the first openly NFL. Crazy? Yeah, that's crazy sauce. <laughs> I am glad that he, in the movie, Eric Dane keeps playing football and just doesn't yeah. retire. Doesn't like, retire. I feel like that would be yeah. even worse where it's like, yeah. Once you retire, then you can. Be then you gay. can come up, which is actually what happened. Um, like, yeah, I hate it here. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, this movie did beat the actual NFL by eleven years. I don't, I don't want to give <laughs> Valentine's Day any like glad ally award. I, but. I just thought I would point it out. I think that um, similarly to how this movie treats g- gay people, and definitely it's kind of like. Mm, Obama era politics is yes. sort of how it feels about non-white people. Oh, Brooke. It's that... the same. Mm. It's very, this is like, I think, and maybe we just, this was definitely during an era where we were basically on parallel tracks <laughs> with like anyone yes. who was not white and with anyone who was not straight. sexuality, the trains yeah. are running. Yeah. Yeah. Like they were. Neck it was, and neck basically the same like very similar depictions in mainstream media where it's like you're always on the sidelines Mm -hmm. you don't get a real love story unless you're a huge movie star like jamie fox um you're relegated to like kind of expected stereotypical assistant boss co-worker role Yeah. yeah i mean like queen latifah she's eating but she's eating, but like, it's like oh not God. a role. Her last scene is so, I mean, she's hilarious in it. She's great. But, but like, again, what are we it's doing definitely here? like a guy is come on. I, I mean, like, the whole Indian on. restaurant thing gives me the That's most like visceral also, 2010s. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's really cringy. Us white people. We love your culture. We are here for your culture. But then it's like the depiction. There's an Indian wedding there. Right. And you're like, Yeah. Why? They they have to get in like a, don't worry about your boyfriend. You're, when you're old enough, your father and I will make you a nice Indian match. Like, it's so, it's so bad. And um, I mean, listen, I love George Lopez. Loved, but he of course. is just relegated to being like supportive flower guy who then gets to get ho- go home to his nice wife and kids at the end. But like, we never see them. It's... It's it's it just is straight white people yes. the movie. It's yes. so it's indicative of that. By the way, I did look up Mother's Day and like yes. the gay people in it. It's um Cameron Esposito mm-hmm. um and uh someone else who like I have like never, never heard, heard of. of Sarah Chalky. Sure. No idea who that is. Yep. Sorry. Hector Elizondo is also in that movie though. So Oh really? Okay, well, him. okay. 
Hector Elizondo has nothing to do with anything, he, but we stay. He and Shirley MacLaine <laughs> eat this movie for Phil. Like, they fucking they so take good. this and run. They were like, okay, you want a movie star? Well, we'll give you old movie star, baby. It's mm-hmm. so, their subplot mm-hmm. rocks. That it's said, so that said, as someone who lives in Los Angeles, the great city of LA, uh-huh. the Hollywood Forever Cemetery is not open in February. Never mind the fact there are no Cinespia screenings on Valentine's Day. When they do a screening, it's in a theater because it's too cold in Los Angeles for people to go out to this. I was like, plot hole number one. <laughs> I love that. This. this is why I'm convinced that I had never seen this movie before because I was yeah. like, how would I not remember the fact that there's like this amazing like cinema subplot at Hollywood yes. Forever? Right? <laughs> Yeah. And Shirley, also, Shirley MacLaine in a movie like of her. Of Yes. So basically, uh, if you're not familiar with the 2010 film Valentine's Jesus Day, <laughs> Shirley MacLaine and Hector Elizondo are literally an old married couple, yes. are the grandparents of this, this very cute kid. They are taking care of their grandson while right. we assume his mom has passed away. Ooh, just table that for later. Um, and Shirley MacLaine <laughs> apparently mm-hmm. plays a retired movie star. And yes. they get to, you know, Hector Alzondo, after a fight with her, goes to the Not just a fight with her. Cemetery. Uh, what? what? She's like, bitch, I cheated on you like 20, 50 years ago. And he's 50 like, 50 years ago. Is our relationship. How could you not tell me? Even any, like everything <laughs> we've ever done is a lie. <laughs> um, and then he goes to Hollywood Forever to watch a movie of young Shirley MacLaine. It's so, it's so meta. It's so great. It's so great. I love it. She is a queen. And I feel like she is who immediately comes to mind when I think of a old Hollywood star Mm. who is like still working Mm -hmm. today, who like we have seen her in movies from the time she was like 18 years old. Yeah. Her and Debbie Reynolds are who I think of. Yeah. Yeah. No, and she's great. I feel like I really do like the little button where like everyone applauds them and she takes a bow and you're like, oh, it's she's so taking cute. a bow because it's literally Shirley because McLean. Because it's her. Yeah. Um, I just love that they, that that was smart. Gary Marshall, you ate with that. He did eat with that, unfortunately. Also, I am such a sucker for old people in love. Me That's too. Like- <laughs> Notice how like we've talked about the two best subplots first and we we won't talk about any of the people who are ostensibly the leads of this movie we've been like well though julia roberts obviously fucking huge movie star but but like she is like maybe the least screen time with bradley cooper yeah like they have definitely like they have less screen time than the three i'll say the three main couples even though they kind of end up being like two main couples yeah because it's jessica biel or no, actually, sorry, the four, the four main couples, like yeah, we, so we the got people Jessica, with the most screen right. time. We'll go we through have, them. We have Ashton Kutcher mm-hmm. and Jessica Alba, who does nothing in this movie. And why is she even here? And no disrespect to Jessica Alba, but did they forget to give her anything? Any, anything? I had a, a, a recollection that she calls him and tries to get him back. And he almost has like a moment of going back to her. Like I thought that that happened in my brain, like when she's walking the dog and that simply does not happen. That's just, I think she 
takes out her phone. But yes. she and Patrick Dempsey are like the villains of this movie. Right, right. Ooh. Okay, Patrick Dempsey, for sure, a villain, Actually a bad person. Actually the villain. Jessica Alba, she has been accused of girl bossing too hard to the sun, <laughs> and they yeet her into the, like, the moon. Like, it's yeah. crazy. Like, obviously, like, what she does with Ashton Kutcher, maybe not a sleigh. She should I... never have said yes right. in the first place. She should have just broken up with him. Yeah. We get it. That said... Like, she does not deserve to have, like, eternal sadness just because she's a little bit more obsessed with her job as, like, a WME agent. Yeah. Or we actually have no idea what she does. She feels That's like an thing. agent, though. You, no, but I, the point is that the script does not even bother to give her a job. She no. is just a career woman <laughs> a career of woman? some kind. <laughs> like, God. I thought she was going to work at... It's a, it's. I mean, we'll say it's CAA. It is because no, they use it's CAA. The CAA they lobby. Use the CAA lobby and the building. That was, was a note say, I took. All right. So we both spent a lot of time in LA. We both worked in production, which meant that we're very familiar with the huge agencies that you know yeah. represent all these movie stars and yes. you know sports athletes and stuff like that. Which yeah. means that. When you shoot in the very distinctive all silver CAA Creative Artist Agency lobby and shoot the exterior of the building, we know. Oh, we because know. we have all been there yep. many a time. Yes, we have. This is the perks of working in entertainment. It's it's, it's really also funny. an inception. Well, I feel it's like also that's in the Barbie. most famous example. It is also in Barbie. Yes. Yeah. When Ken goes and discovers the patriarchy and is like walking up and down the escalators, that kind of great CAA. <laughs> Look, no better place to discover the patriarchy than the CAA law. I know. It's actually very smart of Greta yeah. Gerwig. I don't think we did we call I think out we how probably called that, that was? out. Yeah. Because like we'll, that's, let's say it again. Let's say it again. Greta Gerwig, you your mind. That. Your mind. Um anyway, so they all work at CAA. Yes. Queen Latifah. Who, no, so Queen is Latifah a is the agent at CAA, and yes. Anne Hathaway is like her is a receptionist. Like covering agent or a covering assistant. Covering yeah. assistant. She's covering. Yeah. Topher Grace works in the mailroom. I assumed that Jessica Biel was also, or sorry, Jessica Alba, the other Jessica. I assumed that Jessica Alba was also going to work there. Me too. She but does she not. doesn't. <laughs> and Jessica Biel does not work at CAA, but she's a PR. She, yeah. Like, like she's a, a publicist. She's, she's, yeah. yeah, she's a publicist. So she works across the street. Yeah. God, yeah. The, the geography <laughs> of this movie where it's like, so the flower shop is maybe in downtown LA, but well, he they go to lives the market in, in downtown. He li- he lives in Venice, so there's no way that the flower market is not right. is in downtown. You would it's not do impossible. that drive. You would not do no, that drive. You they go do it. to the valley. They go to the east side. <laughs> they go to the- Hollywood. They go to like they're like you're not doing this in a day. The thing that makes sense is that the um kid edison yeah. his school over like they can see the hollywood sign from their school and then they right. also go to the hollywood forever cemetery that checks out it all makes sense the grandparents probably live right there like in the hills they live yeah. in like no because they don't live in the hills oh, they live they it live looks like, like they like shot in the hills yeah sure anyway it I mean, don't people love when we talk about LA well, geography? You see the you see bob's <laughs> big boy like down do. the street from where, where i work and i was like I know, I know what that is. <laughs> it's a great burger place. I was like, yeah. yo, Bob's Big Boy, but they didn't have a scene in Bob's right, Big they just Boy, sh- which was the, very sad. The they just whole showed movie the feels exterior. like, do you know Los Angeles? They're like, that's more like, park. And I'm like, people don't know what it is. Right. No. Unless you live there. No. It's so weird. And she like, anyway. I'm like, I guess it makes sense 
when Garner rushes back from the airport, but the hospital, I think, is a downtown hospital. So she's going airport to downtown to Venice. Back to Venice because the uh, Indian restaurant is ostensibly is maybe near there? Venice. But that wouldn't make sense then for Edison's school to be in Hollywood. To also be close to Because like that would be a different school district. This is see, this is the whole problem with setting movies in LA, unless you're going to be very specific about geography, is that you don't understand that going anywhere in LA is like a uh, four-hour ordeal. Once yes. again, people are eating this up, I'm oh, sure. Absolutely. For sure, yeah. For sure. Um, For sure, dude. For sure. No surfers in this movie. No surfers. So New Year's Eve must be set in New York. Oh, it is. I'm, pr- I'm like 90% where... sure. Oh, Mother's Day is set in Atlanta. Ugh. How, ra- how random. We, why? <laughs> I mean, like, shout out to Atlanta. No disrespect. But no that disrespect, feels like so random. Like, it, that is very random. I feel like, well, I guess I don't know. Like, what is your other major city? That makes, maybe that makes sense, you know? Yeah. All the mothers live in Atlanta. A city of mothers. I think Topher Grace can be a talented actor. I like him. I do like him. In general, I have never bad, been like... Bad, I mean, that what's he got though, to work is not with? work in here. I think that Anne Hathaway, Anne Hathaway is, is good. actually pretty great. She, oh, she's a star. <laughs> in this movie? She she's is a star. star. It's so interesting because this feels like such an in-between for her where she is like almost too old to be playing an assistant role, mm-hmm. but almost too young to be in her like uh, like mothering roles like in Les Mis. So it's yeah. like this awkward, like I don't know how old she and Topher Grace are supposed to be playing in this, you know? Because mm-hmm. like they yeah. should ostensibly be like 21 maybe, but they're not. They're both clearly like mid to late 20s. So Topher Grace is like, actually four years older than Anne Hathaway so okay they're about the same age but yes they're playing probably a little bit older than they should but also you know that like the ages of 21 to 25 don't actually exist right. in film yes. you go from high school to 30 yes well so it's so it's so interesting like looking at her filmography um of course and? like mm-hmm. like we've talked about her obviously with um the devil wears prada but yes. She is like already like a wife in Brokeback. Then Devil, she kind of has this like, she's younger. She's kind of playing a little bit younger in that. But then you have Get Smart as 99 where she is like a full on like grown woman. Rachel getting married, she's kind of a grown woman, even though she's like a toxic sibling in that. You know what I mean? Bride Wars, she's a bride, right? The less said about Bride Wars, the better. So like this, it feels like a very weird like... She kind of is going Where backwards. Where are you? Yeah. Yeah. But she she does want to be a poet. So I would be 30 and still working as sure. an assistant if I wanted to be a poet. Also, why are you as a poet working at CIA? Because he asked her, he's like, so you don't want to be an agent? And she's like, no, but I figure I might need an agent. Like, Excuse me? Girl, what are we as doing? As a poet? What are you talking about? This I, it's year so for random. her is crazy. She's in this Alice in Wonderland and Love and mm. Other Drugs. Mm-hmm. I've never seen Love and Other Drugs, and I, I really want to see it because I everyone kind of hates on that movie. But I'm like, but what, what if I it's actually good? think it's really <laughs> hot. There's only one way to find out. So then she, wow, okay. So then she has a, a, a whatever 2011. Her 2012 though, The Dark Knight Rises, lame is that's for me a great year for her, and that's when yeah. everyone is like, dump, Boo-hiss. get out of and our I'm life. And I'm like, yeah, right. get out of the way. I have 
always been an Anne Hathaway defender. Yes. Every time we talk to our friend Phil Liscove, he likes to bring up the fact that he was an Anne Hathaway hater. And every time I'm like, hmm, well, then you were in the wrong for that relate. motherfucker. <laughs> That's how I feel about a Bradley Cooper defender right now. I'm like, all these people oh. who are like Bradley Cooper, <laughs> our worst, most thirsty actor. I'm like, give me 10 years and you will all be groveling to come back to the Cooper train. He's not thirsty. He's just talented and he just cares about his craft motherfucker he's pretty that's the thing is that he's it's not like he's really saying anything no he's, like he's letting not. the work speak for itself mostly God, I, I will get too mad we cannot yeah. go on anyway, this train i have always loved anne hathaway i have She's never great. been off the anne hathaway train no of course anne hathaway defenders we are small we ride we are mighty to, to talk about their subplot because we do need to quickly discuss them all because there are many so anne yeah. hathaway is and a poet who wants to be a show she's an assistant who wants to be a poet uh but on her her side hustle is that she's a phone sex operator um, good for her slay boots kills it her accent um, work pitch perfect impeccable i think she's like legitimately very funny yes yes in this movie um she's like she, i will whip you yeah oh, victor what are you doing it's great it's really funny <laughs> yeah what's her best um, accent that she does is it the british one the, or the russian i think it has to be the russian yeah because she also has the like the southern oh right actually no i think it's the be, she, i think it's the russian she's like down in the bayou we love to have phone sex i do like that voice the best actually that's the best okay. one okay well, that, that I'm wins. not going to do any of those voices. But yeah, as as is expected, Topher Grace finds out about this and is right. horrified. For some reason. She has 100K in student debt. What do you expect her to do? I mean, so real when she's like, if you can tell me a job that will pay a girl $40 an hour with her clothes on, please let me know. I was like... Literally, amen, sister. I wish. Get that bag. Yeah. She's this is this is a good sex positive movie in that regard because she's also she's like, ooh, I used to be a gymnast. I like to get freaky right. in bed. Good for her. Right. The, okay. That Fucking said good for her. The movie has per- perhaps the weirdest final line of all time. Where you it's mean the, between the two of them? No, no, no. In the movie where it's oh, the, the DJ and he's like, now let's all naked. get naked. And you're like, so weird. What and it, like literally like the fanciest the end fades up and you're like, what movie did I just watch? What just what just played out on my screen? Going back to your macro thesis about this being a, an extremely exemplary like mm-hmm. late aughts early 2010s movie, it's that same sort of thing of like, guys, sex, Ooh, we like it, yeah. but only between hot straight people right like this was it was a very weird era for being like we can talk about sex now and like people are having sex before they get married and shit like that and like that's mainstream and we can put that in a rom-com and it's just it's accepted however we kind of have to like put a button on it and be like guys remember that this holiday is all about sex right right yeah Well, it's it's similar to the the plot line about Emma Roberts and her high school that's, boyfriend that's wanting what I was to, go to next, yeah, yeah, lose their virginity to each other on Valentine's Day. Right, like that's a huge deal. I think that's not poorly handled. No, it's fine. It's pretty good. That has a sense of like authenticity to it. I'm mm-hmm. trying to be nice here. Like 
that felt realistic to me where I'm like, I could see teenagers wanting to do this. The like excitement, the bubbling, kind of being yeah. nervous, like that all checks out, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it, that's a very, I feel like that's a very classic like Valentine's Day. Of course, Valentine's yeah. Day is all about sex. Right. Every, it's crazy how much sex people are having. I like the little slapstick bit where Emma Roberts, no, yeah. Yeah, Emma, Emma Roberts', Roberts mom, mom comes home while he's nude in the room. <laughs> That's pretty good. Boyfriend. That's pretty funny. Pretty funny. Um, um, look, we're using funny is a very broad word. <laughs> yeah, I. it's kind of, it's crazy because it's like, despite the fact that Jennifer Garner and Ashton Kutcher are very charming, as yes. is Anne Hathaway. And like, I don't necessarily have bad things to say about Topher Grace. I just think he's kind of like written as a nothing character. He's a nothing, yeah. In this. Again, he has like no goals, no interests. Um, he's from, no, Brooke, his main thing oh, is that I'm he's so from sorry. Indiana. He's from Indiana. That's, that's crucial. Liter- that's literally his character. It's like, okay, so what's the depth that I can play? Um, you're from Indiana. We're from Indiana. But that's, it's kind of the thing that that's why he's so scandalized by the fact that like she right. does phone sex because he's from, he's like a I'm sheltered from Western a boy. from corn country or whatever. Yeah. Like, okay. Sure. Anyway, like I think that the actors that we just mentioned are generally charming. Sure. This movie is just. Not giving them anything. Yeah. I will I don't say. know. Jennifer Garner, great. I think she is really, really. When good. is she bad? Like the most like sweet teacher. Like I would want her as my like child's teacher. Like so she was bad. Born to play yes. a second grade teacher. Absolutely. Like she is pitch perfect casting She's for that. So cute. That She's said, so cute. Everything with Ashton Kutcher and her, I do not buy one bit. I know. And I don't dislike Ashton Kutcher's performance. I like that he's kind of like a sweet boy obsessed with love. I mean, like, look, relatable, sure. Yeah, I was going to say. I think the most relatable is the little kid, though. Like, that is something that I would do is be like, (laughs) I am my, like, I need to prove my love on Valentine's Day. I mean, they fucking cut and pasted that plot line from Love Actually right down to the diverse yes. love interest. Yes, for they him. did. It's, <laughs> it's crazy that this movie is like, like, is it just like Yassified Love Actually? Can you say it's Yassified though? Like, I don't even, because Love Actually is like the blueprint. It is the blueprint for like these kinds of, yeah, of course, interconnected of course. stories where you just cast an ungodly amount of movie stars. There are lots of lovely people who I know who are like, it just doesn't feel like Christmas if I don't watch Love Actually. And I'm like, it doesn't feel like Christmas if I do watch Love Actually. If you're like, I, you're like guaranteeing I yourself. You're like, I'm going to have a bad Christmas if I put this on. I cannot stand that movie. Oh, it is. Th- these two feel like very peas in a pod, though. Like it, it's I'm, it's interesting that what Love Actually is 2006. So it's kind of interesting. It takes 2003. Four- Holy shit. Yeah. OK, so it takes like seven years for the trend to like really like kick in then, I guess. Yeah, because you would have and thought that it would have been like three years later instead of like, like seven. This did. I think that so Love Actually, even though, again, I think that movie is not good, mm-hmm. is a unicorn in this world of interconnected movie sure. star movies. They've never been able to like really recapture mm, yeah. that. High. Well, if you're talking about box office, this movie did recapture. It did, it did super well. Fiscally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it did. It made um, 217 million worldwide and love actually made 
248 million worldwide. So pretty, pretty similar. But Love Actually, I think is like, it's because it's Christmas. Like Christmas, Yes. you would like the amount of replay that Christmas movies get. Yeah. That's are just insane. It's so interesting that they went to Mother's Day. Like New Year's Eve, I get it. I see it. Yeah. Why Mother's Day? Because I think that like that is something that you do with your mom. I guess they're like, this is for women. Yeah. Like yeah. it's a rom com. We right. should do a like female for driven the mothers. Yeah. holiday. Yeah. Sure. I wonder, like, so Mother's Day, bad. I bet, like, Mother's Day and bad. Is it bad moms? A bad mom, bad moms, and then a bad mom's Christmas. Right, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Once again, you just get an insane amount of like replay. I'm trying to figure out like if there is a name for this genre. Yeah, I mean ensemble cast, but that's yeah. that's different. You know, that's not specific enough. It's like well, it's like intertwining time or characters and time. It's like you know what this is. Yeah. Brooke, this is just Magnolia. <laughs> is what this movie is. We're gonna call it the Magnolia Blueprint. This is this or, Magnolia like in like took yeah. this and like cemented it and was like I'm gonna make a good movie of this. And Gary Marshall saw Magnolia. He walks into the um, New Line Cinema offices. And is like, he erases Magnolia and he well, writes, oh yeah. Richard Curtis actually did that. Richard Curtis did it, right. Then Gary yeah. Marshall rolls in the same same thing and he erases Love Actually. Fucking drop kicks Richard Curtis. He writes Valentine Day. <laughs> and then he goes back and he's like, you thought I misspelled. He goes to the S, S and it becomes a dollar sign. sign. Yeah, baby. Yeah. We will uh, talk about box office when we get yeah, to we'll it. Yeah, we'll get there, but um uh so that's that's the emma Emma roberts subplot whatever long story short they don't have sex they decide not to have sex but they love each other which is good because i think that this was also they were like this is a movie for mainstream audiences we can't be telling people that it's good to have sex right like premarital sex or whatever um you remember blockers the hit film blockers yeah pretty good movie pretty good movie i feel like that was the first time that i was aware of a movie with teenagers that was like accessible like rom-com or like comedy adjacent actually having the teenagers having sex and having it be a positive thing as opposed like to a cautionary bad. tale but like super bad and like um the to-do list and stuff like that those are like raunchy although i guess sure. but blockers, blockers is, is r-rated yeah. it's pretty raunchy so I mean, maybe John's i, I take that butt back. chugs from a funnel in that movie yeah we should cover that it's a fun blockers? yeah I've... i think it's on our list because yeah one of the girls is gay. This is, is, is Geraldine's the gay one, right? No, or it's no, not. It's, it's Gideon Adlon. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. Right. Um, here's the thing is that now if a, we talked about this in our qualities episode, if mm. a movie has three characters or more who are like part of a group and one of them's not gay. Also, yeah. if all three of them are white, like I'm very disappointed. Wait, we're checked out. Yeah. Like it, get me out. That's yeah. like, the bar is so low that if you don't even do that, like we have a serious problem. It's interesting, like. But we also about have job me- stability. That's if true. If that keeps happening, so. <laughs> uh, with Mean Girls, like the new one, it's interesting because like none of the three Mean Girls, like the plastics, are in a queer relationship, which I guess makes yeah, sense. Yeah, but that was that was yeah. But like, because you have the like tertiary gay characters, like they they checked off the box where they're like, well, we they have two gays. Switch Janice to yeah. like cause be a lesbian. It is so weird in the original movie yes. how you I just assume 
that she is a lesbian the whole time, right. even though she's getting bullied for that. And then they like, you know, They're stick like, her she's with a guy at the very end. Who is she with in the end? Kevin Napore, because right. this is the first time that I ever heard the word Lebanese uttered in a movie ever. You stood up, is, you applauded. Because Kevin Napore, Kevin G, we yeah. we love him. We stand um, a king. Even though he's like a little creepy in a the little problematic, original, yes. but like he's cool. He's 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 very cool. He was always like Loki, my favorite. Um, <laughs> he only dates women of color. That's like his thing. <laughs> so he comes over and he's like, "Hey, what's up? Are you Hispanic?" And she's like, "I'm Lebanese." Oh my god! <laughs> and you were like, and I think it's supposed to be a joke that like she's Lebanese, right? Not a lesbian. Yes. A la Santana yes. on Glee. Yes. Yep. <sighs> fun fun fact, I have a group chat with my cousins that was supposed to be called Hot Lebanese Girls and it auto-corrected to Hot Lesbian Girls and we've left it like that because it was Good. actually accidental. We did it when we were a little lit. Little having fun. Um, and it was so funny that's that really we were cute. like, we have to leave it. No, that's anyway, really good. This has been the Lebanese lesbian lesbian <laughs> lesbian corner <laughs> um, um next back to valentine's day okay let's knock out the fact i'll just say it kathy bates shows up in this movie didn't completely forgot that she was why in this. is kathy bates why in this is movie? she there i am delighted to see her right of course. i guess that's what you do when you're gary marshall is you're like kathy i need 20 seconds on half screen. a day not like, even a quarter at 11 a.m out, out by, by two out by two <laughs> out by two yeah like she is why why is it her why is she in here why is it her kathy bates is one of those actors though where every time she shows up i'm like fuck yeah the movie comes alive i don't think i have ever not enjoyed her in a movie even something like richard jewell where you're like she stole that supporting actor spot from yeah. someone else, but I can't even be that mad because like really, it's she Kathy. Ate. Yeah, she ate. And she like didn't even campaign. They were just like, gotta give a spot to Kathy. I love her. I really love her. No, she's really good. <laughs> I was just looking at uh Gary Marshall's filmography trying to find the Cassie uh, the Kathy Bates like crossover. You know what I mean? Like why cuz like obviously right. the Julia Roberts is there because of um The Runaway Bride and Hathaway's and, here because uh, of uh, the uh, Princess uh, Diaries. And Pretty Women, woman. Thank you. He directed Pretty Woman? Oh yeah, yes. right. Right. That's like the whole that. thing. There's oh, even right. a there's the whole fucking it. joke. Yeah, where she's like, yeah. "Oh, I went shopping on Rodeo Drive once. Never again." huge she says big mistake huge god which i was like that's a reason there's a reason why it's in the blooper reel and yes. not in the actual oh, movie but in the blooper reel good. i was like yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's the correct spot to put that it is, not on the cutting is. room floor not in the real movie in, in, the, in the middle well we should bring like blooper reels in general like we all it's agree great. they we, make uh, movies better blooper reels over credits are the best thing in the world. Yes. And I really think basically every movie should have them, even if it's a serious film. It's like hereditary and they're doing a blooper reel. Oppenheimer blooper reel. <laughs> Let's go. So then we have the Jessica Biel uh, slash Jamie Foxx subplot because that's Kathy Bates adjacent. Yes. Kathy Bates employs Jamie Foxx, who is the number two sports reporter sports in the city reporter. of Los Angeles. For like KTLA or something. Um, discount KTLA. Discount KTLA. Um, I 
like Jessica Biel a lot. I kind of like forget about her as an actress, no disrespect, until she pops up in something. And even I'm like, we covered her literally like at though, the end of last year. I know, even though she's in Chuck and Larry, but she just gets stuck in like, this is this is yeah, why I think this... I need to watch The Sinner because it's like a real role. I agree. God, this character. It's Jordan, so rough. It's so bad. Notice how the only women who are allowed to have like, love and a career is the second grade teacher like Jessica or, Alba or, or the army officer kind of right. but like it's yeah. like but that's like that support the, the troops is okay exactly yeah. yeah that's different you know that's right yeah yeah that's god yeah no um, the, the, if you're a like, hard-working girl boss you do not get love queen latifah no jessica alba no jessica beal Yes, but only after like literally sobbing in Jamie Foxx's arms that she's going to be alone forever because she's too focused on her career and like right. she'll only have candy. <laughs> I mean, it's so badly written. And it's Jamie, so embarrassing. But then Jamie Foxx is like, I'm too much of a player, but I don't date between the months of December and March because I so don't want So that wanna... he can afford Valentine's Day, basically. Right. I also like how he's like, yeah, I'm a player. And um, we never see him talk have to no game. a single woman. Right, yeah. Besides Jessica Biel. The thing is, though, Jamie Foxx, this was a movie, like, when he came on screen, I was like, that is a dynamic actor. That is yeah, a man he's... who can hold the camera. Have you watched that new no. movie? No, I have I... not. I know okay. the one you're talking, with the worst poster imaginable. Yeah, The Netflix is. one or whatever, where it's, like, him yeah. pointing and Tommy Lee Jones is like, huh. I think it's actually Amazon. So, there's this movie that Tommy Lee Jones and Jamie Foxx are in that came out in 2023 mm -hmm. yes on amazon a it's real called movie. burial mm -hmm. it's about like a, a hotshot lawyer um apparently it's really good I've and i mean that. good in like you're like fuck this is two movie stars just doing their shit you know what he's he's really good in they clone tyrone which he was also i need in. to watch that too he's good in that yeah yeah i again that's so this is why it annoys me when the original movies just get like shoved onto streaming yeah and they're just like gone because it's like i have the ability to watch both of those movies right now in yes. my home but i just forget about them that's and the thing. i'm like someone who's like keyed in to film right how about the people that really should be seeing these movies well, actually, you would probably love them. I think it's interesting, though, because my dad will sometimes text me and he'll be like, me and your mom watch this thing on Netflix or Amazon. And I'm like, what is this movie? And I'm like, how did they find out about this? Like, I feel like Burial is a movie that my parents yeah. have seen that my I will never see. My grandfather will do the same thing. He'll be like, yeah. I watched this. I was like, oh, I've actually been meaning to watch that movie right. for like six months. It's because they will actually go on the streaming services and like right. scroll. right. Whereas we so are like, well, do. I have my watch list and right. I'll go from that to the next Okay, find so we're we're the problem. We it's me, hi. We're the problem. Uh, we're the problem. Um anyway, I, I wish I still lived in LA because I could just come over and we could watch the burial like tonight. If we were doing this in person, I'd we be like, Hey, burial. do you have like two hours free? And we right. just throw it on. And we would probably both <laughs> give it like three and a half stars. We would be like, It's I'd good. Like, this is good. <laughs> right. And we're like, Am I ever gonna remember this movie? No. But, but like I had a good time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Jamie anyway, Fox Jamie is Fox, fine. Yeah. He's, he's just, good. again, bare bones where they're like, Nothing. Jamie Fox is a suave black man in sports. Right. <laughs> so, of course, he's a player. Of course. Oh, and then Jessica uh, Biel is like, I hate love so much. So, what's love. my favorite thing? It's chocolate and 
pizza and you're yeah. like skittles are the only thing right, that will ever love friend. me back she's like i have <sighs> to work out on my treadmill while i eat candy because i have to burn off these calories and you're like oh my god <laughs> bad you have come so far in 15 years ish i don't know about so far <laughs> we have come we've come a we- little bit <laughs> Don't end it there. <laughs> I know. I said it and I was <laughs> like, well. Don't say that. <laughs> um, and then, yeah. Um, they get together. They get together. They kiss and the nice peons at Discount KTLA, they kiss in front of a green screen and right. the, the camera guys turn it into a, a sunset. I do. Okay. Favorite supporting character, maybe the camera guy who then becomes the news reporter. Yeah, so excited to finally be in front of the camera. I was like, love this guy. He's the one that interviews Taylor Swift. Yes, and is like, ah, remember high school when he's like, oh, the good old days. Taylor Lautner start furiously making out. Classic, classic. And then we briefly mentioned Ashton Kutcher, but he is a florist. And I will say, if I was making a movie about Valentine's Day. I think it is very smart to center it around a florist because he gets to go everywhere. He gets to interact with all these people. Mm -hmm. He is cute. He has a non-traditional job. And listen, I have no love for like Ashton Kutcher as an actor. The I always thought him as like a leading man was sort of weird. Yes. I just remember when he was like Twitter's most followed person. Wait, because he was funny. Because he was like the first, yeah, and he was like, he on wasn't there afraid so to like early. keep it real, you know? He would like tweet pithy things about his life. Boy, would he. Those were the days when like Rihanna oh. was. Rihanna like, was so good at running Twitter. Twitter. Oh, yeah. so good. That was a good time to be alive. Wow. It was, yeah. There is a good part in the Ashton Kutcher thing. The, sub- the plot makes absolutely zero sense in terms of like logistics or anything. That said, I love when the nuns are there and the just Jewish mom asks the nuns to hold her baby. And, and she's like, you should know we're Jewish. And the nuns go, God loves us all. And I was like, that's pretty good. One comedy little joke Listen, landed. Listen, Gary Marshall knows what he's doing. Like you, this is, this is marginally better than like a lot of the other that's true that we get because you are in the hands of like it's elevated a professional okay now maybe he should have spent a little more time on the characters yes but there are a lot of really solid one-liners yeah i think ashton kutcher's interior design with jessica alba is really funny how they have um the like frolic room poster for some reason like and they're like we live in los angeles we're cool yeah because she's she's a career woman right you know and he's just an everyday guy with a, a floral business. Whose best friend is George Lopez. And also Jennifer Garner, Jennifer, of course. Is okay. his, his other best friend. So he goes Unclear the, why. He goes to the school to, deli- to deliver the news to her and the flowers yes. from Patrick Dempsey. But he yeah. doesn't bring the kids flowers, which makes no sense to me. Because they fall off the I truck. I know they fall off, but I'm like, they, they do the swap. Like, they do the swap to no, a new they, truck. They're, no, but the flowers get crushed. It's specifically because uh, you see there's a close-up on the singing car oh, the that show the kid it? got. Okay, they what? get crushed uh, by a car. Wow. Someone wasn't paying attention during or, the film. Or was slowly dying because the movie's like two hours and 15 it's, minutes and it drags. It, it is a one hour and 50 minute movie, which is too long. I think it's two opinion. hours. I think it's two. Um, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the runtime. It's a, It says it's 125 minutes. That's wow. two hours. 
that is two hours. Yeah. I knew it Damn. cracked too. I was like, this Ugh. is going too long. Too long. Well, there's a lot of stories, but still. <laughs> the um, uh, So Kutchman and Alba split up. <laughs> He's like, oh, my heart is so broken. What do I do? Lopez is like, I'm going to say a pithy line and say something. You'll find love. Apparently no one in his life told him that he should break up with Jessica Alba and be with Jennifer Gardner. Right. Everyone hated Jessica Alba. Nobody bothered to tell right. him. They're Everyone all terrible was, friends, I they're guess. They're all awful friends. Um, so it turns out that he's actually been secretly in love with Jennifer Gardner the whole time, but she is in a new relationship with, Hot doctor, Doctor Harrison Copeland. Literally, he is just McDreamy. He's yes. even a heart surgeon. Like, are you kidding? Right. He, yeah. Shout out to two Grey's Anatomy alums. Another late aughts, early 2010s hallmark of the time. What was Erica Dane's then Grey's Anatomy? Like, what was McSteamy? He? He's oh. McSteamy. Dempsey is McDreamy. That's really funny. That's really good. Yeah. Fuck. Do I watch Grey's Anatomy now? No, nah, I will never. I can't. I will. I can't. Um, I could never do it. Dempsey um, looking it good. Out. It's such Dempsey an interesting. Dempsey looking hot. He of is course. like such a fascinating, like <laughs> leading man. I guess this is after Maid of Honor. Sure. Mm-hmm. Bridget Jones, of course. Well, this isn't this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bridget Jones. Well, Bridget Jones, baby. Ooh, let me pull up this. Yeah, because he, because he got, he's late stage. He is. Bridget okay, Jones. so he's in Scream Three, of course. He's good in Scream Three. Um, yes. he's in Sweet Home Alabama. It doesn't exist. He's in Brother Bear <laughs> 2. Um, <laughs> well, let's not talk about then any of that. Made, okay, so Made of Honor. So Enchanted 2007. Yes. Knocks it out of the park. Masterpiece. Yeah. The worst male performance in the movie, seemingly just because he's under James Marsden, who is goaded with the sauce. Yeah. Um, Made of Honor, a movie I saw, completely forget. I, for, I have, for, I don't remember any Jennifer Lopez rom-com. That's not even a Jennifer Lopez. That's rom-com. not a Jennifer Lopez. No, rom-com? there is. There's Made in Manhattan, which is her. Which is her. Who's Made, in of, Made Honor of Honor is him because he's all of these brides' best man. Right, and but it's like who is... he, Michelle Moynihan is his oh, like love interest. I okay, think. okay, 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 okay. Gotcha. Then gotcha. Valentine's Day two years later, he's really not done a ton of movies. I guess he's done a good amount, but like. For being as big as he is, maybe it's like Grey's, Grey's Anatomy really is just kind of the, the juice for him. Well, yeah, because it's like he he was always in the public consciousness. Right. That's like TV shows don't run for long enough now for people to like be a movie star and a TV star at the same time. They have right. to like the production schedules are so weird now that like if you do TV and you make it big, you have to leave your TV show. Right. Which sucks. Yeah. Or you have to like sacrifice you know, your film career to stay on the TV show. Yeah, he was on it for 11 seasons. That's yeah. so Yeah, and then insane. he eventually got came back. off. But then yeah. he came back. Yeah. I thought he, like, died, though. You know who's really good in Ferrari? I don't know. Is Patrick Dempsey. Patrick Dempsey? Looking like a silver fox? He looks good in Ferrari. Yeah. 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 Anyway, he's a piece of shit in this movie. Yeah, he's he has terrible. a secret he's second his, family his in Brentwood. His wife and child look <laughs> so nice and like endearing. I'm like, why are you cheating on them? They look so sweet. You have a nice life. I wish that... So Jennifer Garner eventually finds out that he has a secret second family. Yes. Um, and she's she, going to fly to San Francisco to see him. Where he's supposed to be, but actually he's just in Brentwood with his other family. Which if you think about it, if you live in like the Valley, that is basically like going to San Francisco. Yeah. It's like a 50 minute drive, 50 minute flight, same thing. But um, like she confronts him at a restaurant and I was like, it's insane 
that she like doesn't just straight up tell his wife yeah that she's cheating yeah like in my opinion she does not make enough of a scene she should have caused more of a scene i mean the I think wife she needs knows to cause because there's damage. the end scene where he's like eating pizza alone yes. in a hotel room or whatever but you're like yeah he could have more should have been done to him i need her to like go in yeah on him he gets off too easy in my he opinion. does because he's a yeah. schmuck he, he has sucks. a secret family. Yeah. He needs or I guess really he has a secret, a mistress, secret mistress, which is yeah. Jennifer Garner. Yeah. Um, bad. God. Um, how about when two girls show up to Jessica Veal's I Hate Valentine's Day party and they're like, I thought you were out with your old boyfriend. I thought you were right. out with your new boyfriend. And they're like, same guy. Double booked. <laughs> and he thought we wouldn't notice. It was like, yeah, he sounds like a dumbass. Yeah. Yeah. God, yeah. this movie is like such a heterosexual. It's so like, strange. Nightmare. Oh, all it's the men are crazy. awful. Yes, except really. Ashton, Ashton Kutcher, Kutcher is pitched as the best man. <laughs> like in this movie, well, actually, Hector Elizondo is perhaps our best man in this oh, movie. Oh, we. Oh, yeah, he you, is you're good. so right. He's so good. Yeah, but every other man in this movie is terrible. Ashton Kutcher technically doesn't have anything that he does wrong. Topher Grace, slut shamer. Jamie Foxx, apparently a player. Uh, you know what did, did make me laugh is after the Anne Hathaway, I strained her out or whatever, is that uh, he dunks a basketball or shoots a basketball to like a little net in his room. And I'm like, that it's like. He has you, the quintessential bachelor pad. Like straight he has, like, man's apartment. He has a basketball hoop. Everything is concrete. Yes. And like gray linen. He yes. has a whole like weight setup. It's like a studio like yes. loft. Right. <laughs> then you go to Anne Hathaway's room and hers is like, I have a t- tapestries everywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, because she's artsy. Right. You know? Well, she's a poet. And she rides a motorcycle, which that, is no, she doesn't pretty ride, cool. It's a moped. It's a moped. Excuse me. My bad. My bad. One random thing I wanted to say is that, so Edison, who's the little kid? It, again, it's it's truly cut and paste out of love, actually. Yes. He wants to give flowers to someone in his class. We assume that it's like this cute little girl whose family runs the Indian restaurant. Um, turns out he actually wants to give the flowers to Jennifer Garner because right. he has like, a, you know, a student a teacher crush. crush on her, which is classic. And she's like, I think you should go give these to this cool girl. Right. Who likes giraffes in your class instead. And he's like, bitch, I also like giraffes. Oh my God, mind blown. I do, I am a sucker for like the old people in love and like yeah. the kids with their kids like, little crush on Where each he's other. like, um, that's all I have to say to you. Okay, yeah. quiet now. I also really do love kind of like a kid who's wise beyond their years. It Me can too. go very bad very quickly. But if the kid is like eight. Right. Usually pretty cute. Yeah, it's, it can be cute. it's the same in love, actually, where he's like, "Ugh, I'm in love and I don't know what to do about it. I just, what can I say? It works. It works, it works. It works Le- on me. Liam Neeson um, is like, oh, love. We're going to get you that girl. <laughs> um, Megan Surrey, who plays uh, the like cute little girl sure, who he has yeah. a crush on, is in Never Have I Ever Now. I was like Whoa. looking at her. I was like, she looks really familiar. And I was like, Poker no, face. Not. It's Megan Surrey from Never Have I Ever. And she's also in... An episode of Poker Face. She's and really cool. missing. Oh, wow. Okay, so yeah. someone has gone on to have a career. Oh, yeah. No, I really like her. I uh, want to see her in more stuff. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the literally everyone has a blue <laughs> on Wikipedia except Bryce yeah. Robinson as Edison. Yeah, he didn't do anything else. But good for him. You know, I hope he's living like Like he got life. the bag and he left. Yeah. I have no idea who Carter Jenkins is, who plays Emma Roberts, like, boyfriend um famous like I, in I love. cannot tell you he is in the after series oh that's what it is is he the main guy 
About to find out. No. No, no, no. no. That's not. Hero. That can't be it. No, that's him. Oh, he just doesn't have a Wikipedia hero, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Yeah. He was like, I am the protagonist. (laughs) Oh, my God. God. Anyway. Um, Is that everyone? Have we done everyone? everyone. No, no. Julia Roberts, we haven't finished her. Oh, yeah. She flies home. She was in the army. She's a captain. She's a captain. And Bradley Cooper is like, I salute the troops and American sniper. (laughs) And then. Because of you, I will do American sniper. Do you think he saw this? Like he, this movie, like maybe like pushed him to American Sniper, and then American. Whoa! Oh wait! Oh my God! Okay. And American Sniper. So American is Sniper him pushed him into directing. Yeah. Yes. So he literally, calls Clint. He gets off the set of Valentine's Day. He calls Clint Eastwood. He's like, Clint, yeah. buddy. I got an idea. I got <laughs> the man with the most kill count sniper. Whatever. We Can have to make, make a sure movie. Can you make sure that you get the fakest baby possible though? Because I don't want to spend time with those those things (laughs) um so i pulled up an article when i was so you know we did our thing where it's like oh whatever so she gets home and edison's her son and they have a cute reunion yes do we think that edison's mom has been dead the whole time because he's staying with his grandparents and they drop some lines but she's just been in the army and they have a very tearful reunion she sees him before he goes to sleep and uh i teared up and jordan also teared up and we're a couple of suckers sorry (laughs) and hector alzando and shirley mcclain are back in love and hugging each other in the right. doorway and i was like what a Fuck. cute family she got home after a 16 hour flight and she made it through lax to get back in time with bradley cooper's like driver which That's he true. offers to her and makes it home on his in his own way all the way up to malibu god what a nightmare which is also insane to well, is, is he a politician that was kind of the I, vibe i was getting it's unclear he is a like what does man. he do See, I assumed that he had the driver because his boyfriend is a NFL star, but then he's like not expecting. But I him. thought like he was a driver, or like famous, or like successful. Yeah, you know, he's like I mean? a powerful a man. I don't know. It's so it's so unclear. I don't know. Um, okay, so I I dug up some 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 release stuff around this movie. So okay. uh, according to the website Zeitgeist, gay like Zeitgeist, but with gay but- in it. Oh, okay. Sleigh boots. Um, I might need to check this out. All right. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The font is like um, Comic Sans at the top, but oh. it did propel me. So they were talking about like uh, Valentine's Day and how the gay relationships not in the trailers. And so then this, like, mm-hmm. I went back and I watched the trailer and I was like, oh, of course. Of like course even not. in the trailer, they're but like, also it's like, are they going to get together? Julia Roberts and Bradley Cooper. You how are you going to put the gay relationship in the trailer? There's right, only like 30 seconds of it. That's also the thing. Yes. Anyway. So what are we is doing that, here? So that was, was pretty that much the only, Yeah. But like oh, it was that. that. Was it. <laughs> but then they were talking about like Bradley at the time where, uh, and they just were talking about like how, queer subplots are often like not in the trailer the reference that they had also was around this time was the best exotic marigold hotel in which tom wilkinson is apparently gay in it what but that wasn't in the trailers a movie i have not seen i have also not seen it but it has the best sequel title which is the second best exotic marigold hotel yes yes but i just think it's fast like this is just like it was just talking about bradley cooper and kind of like how open he is for queer characters back in 2010 because because he played two Two, two two gay, gay characters, characters and people are like huge can you believe that a straight actor or an actor in general would do this but that is actually what would happen it was like right. if you did it more than once glad 
Like they would literally yeah, give you a glad, glad ally of the year. Yeah. Did I tell you? So I actually went to the glad awards. You did three years ago. Whoa. One of my friends like was invited and had a plus one and invited me, which was very lovely. That's of very them. sweet. Yeah. And we had a great time. Um, and they gave like the glad award to Riverdale and Madeline Petch who plays Cheryl was there and accepted the award and I watched her give a speech which was a good speech but I was like are you fucking kidding me why are we Riverdale what we as a society what are we doing (laughs) there's one gay relationship in that show it's not even like do you remember the poly reveal oh yes i've totally forgot about that there's like low-key poly reveal at the end but also do you know that it's like somehow still like a still straight poly poly reveal reveal. yes yes we need to talk about this really quickly so in the final episode of riverdale And I'm talking like... The end end. Like the last minute, Jughead has lost his memories. I, d- I don't. I've not and seen then he you gets are them back. River, You are a resident Riverdale expert. And that I'm not even because I am not caught up. I only watched like the first like three seasons or something. Um, like he, it, it is revealed to him that he has been in a pseudo poly relationship with Archie, yeah. uh-huh. Betty, and Veronica for the past couple of years. But... He, it, it's not between him and Archie. The girls kiss and the boys kiss the girls, but the boys do not kiss. It's like, exp- it, the way that it's stated is like very clear so about much. that. Isn't I hate that? That's so much. Can you believe? We live in the, like, can our, our country's terrible. You believe? Can you believe? In the I year get over 2023 it. that came out, right? I know. Or it 22, was, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, God. What? That's so bad. I anyway. mean that would that would that shit that would happen in Valentine's Day 2010. I know exactly. The God. boys can kiss the girls because that's straight, and the girls can kiss each other because that's hot. But right. the boys can't kiss. No, absolutely not. Because how are we supposed to believe that the boys can kiss and then also kiss the girls? That's that uh, that doesn't happen. I'm looking. I was Sorry. just looking at Bradley Cooper's uh, <laughs> filmography here, and I was trying to see if he played gay any other times, but I don't. I don't think no, so. No, but again, that's what this is what started our tangent is that yeah. if you did it twice that was like the bravest thing that you yeah. could do what is his be- is his best performance i'm looking at his list here i mean i really love him in my show obviously i think it's got to be either like jackson Maine. Or... i think his best performance as a star is born i think he's also fucking incredible in licorice pizza as john peters like he is so funny yeah. in that yeah hmm. i think i like him best in jackson Maine because that is and I like Maestro, but that's like yeah. Jackson Maine is a performance that really shouldn't work. Like it should feel like he's doing a bad Jeff Bridges impression yes. the entire time. It should feel like a worse version of Crazy Heart. And it like works. it's so he's so like sunk into the character. Yeah, he is. His character in this movie look like his tan is like if Jackson Maine like shedded his alcoholism. He's like, like it was really a skin. <sighs> hot in this movie like if yeah. i was like a single woman on a plane i'd be like i want to talk to i would guy. also be and then when we land Cooper. i'd be like oh of course you're gay um <laughs> like it, yeah. but he he just i don't know how to explain like 
the specific outfit and the styling and i would say also his mannerisms not in an effeminate way like no. he i like how he plays this role i like how actually both he and eric dane play this role because they just play it like straight guys basically yeah. well, that means which that's is fine thing, yeah. um but like he is just really giving like gay man traveling for business right yes i don't know how to explain it it's something it's, about it's like just a thing that it is it's innate it's yeah. just the vibe and hey you know what i think that is that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, on no. Bradley Cooper's part, and also the costuming department. He does have. A, he's kind of on a good run here, though. Like I think this is when Bradley Cooper becomes a plus star. So in two thousand nine, he is The Hangover, which is of, of course like gigantic. That same year, though, he does have All About Steve, which is actually a movie that should be thrown into the bottom pits of hell, uh, <laughs> and no one wants to think about it ever again. Uh, twenty ten, he has A Team and Valentine's Day. Uh, which is like, okay. But then 2011, I think, is like where people are like, right, we can cast Bradley Cooper as a leading man because you have Limitless and Hangover Part 2. And then the year after that, you get The Place Beyond the Pines and The Silver Lining Playbooks. And then right. he's like, the Oscar noms are now coming, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Serious actor, Bradley Cooper. I think um, I have to watch The Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. That is I also, I would do. put, I think I, I think I have to. I would put it in this genre, except yeah. it's like, for older people as opposed to women right you know but it's it's more of an ensemble movie than like book club yeah we'll see i'm i probably won't watch it i'll have you report back i might i might do it throw it on the throw it on the long list dev patel is in it hmm interesting dev patel you have made a point the actor you know how people do like they'll watch an entire actor's filmography do you know like like I have <laughs> are done you familiar with, with that? Tom Cruise and Channing Tatum <laughs> and Channing Tatum I there are very few people that I would do that for yeah mostly because my tolerance for watching bad movies bad is like schlock, really yeah. low um I would do it for Dev Patel yeah well, he's also young so you could kind of knock it out quick that's the thing is that because I was yeah. like I would do it for Charlize and I was like Charlize has, Charlize some has done really some stuff yeah movies well that I was would... me I was looking at Michael Shannon because I'm it's the top of the year right. so I was like am I gonna pick well, an actor gonna to do? go through yeah. and I was like look I looked at Michael Shannon's I was like there's simply no way I will do this it's too much I think you could do it though because like there's some book there's a lot but of But when is but when is he bad? He's never bad. But I'm trying this thing where I don't watch goddamn terrible movies. Like garbage. Right. Yeah. You know, where it's like I You should like, watch more take all that time and watch some TV. Yeah. I'm watching Mindhunter right now. Good good show. Shit slaps. Great show. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, the so I'm looking at the 85th in which Bradley Cooper was nominated for Silver Linings, which is a good performance. He's fucking good in that movie. I'm sorry. When you said the 85th, do you mean the 85th Oscars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. You just said uh, the 85th. The 80, like, remember the 85th Like period? we would all know. <laughs> this is such a, it's a pretty, pretty banging lineup, I will say. Uh, uh-huh. You have DDL who wins for Lincoln, which he should, because that movie mm. rips. But then you have yeah. Cooper, Hugh Jackman as Jean Valjean. I maintain his good performance. <laughs> Wild. Okay, but like... <laughs> it's crazy he got nominated, but I maintain he's good. But when I saw that movie, I was like, he should be nominated for an Oscar. Right? I, I have never been closer to how Academy voters think than when I was 16 years old. Absolutely, yes. I was like, I agree with every decision they've ever made. That's and how, now I'm yes. like, what the fuck? <laughs> like Lincoln, I'm like, on? the voice... Absolutely. I'm like, you are giving everything that Abraham like, Lincoln would have I given. I viscerally remember watching Les Mis and being like, if Hugh Jackman does not win an Oscar for and, this And role, Hathaway, basically. Like, yeah. You were yeah, like, she yeah. shaved her fucking she head. Did, she basically sent herself 
to like anorexia boot camp. And that's a thing <laughs> that we should give Oscars for. Anorexia boot camp. <laughs> to be to her credit, she did give an interview where people were like, oh, can you tell us about your diet? And she was like, no, I'm not going to talk about that. Like, yeah. this is like, I don't, this is not like something that we should be promoting to young women. And no, I was like, no. good for you, Anne. Yeah, no, good, respectable. But then you get yeah. the master for Joaquin and then Denzel in flight. Like, that's a kind of fun that's lineup. Good, yeah. It could be worse. You know, like, I we've had way worse lineups. for flight. Oh, my God. I mean, it is a crazy year because Argo wins. What wild. an insane year. Okay. Anyways. Um, uh, I can tell you about the box office. Please it's tell me about good. how Valentine's Day 2010 did. So it made $217 million worldwide on allegedly a $50 million, $50 million budget. Julia I mean, Roberts everyone was, took a cut, obviously. Well, but Julia Roberts was allegedly paid $3 million for this movie, which good, is pretty crazy when you think her. about the fact that she did two days, three? A day. <laughs> yeah. Three. Plane, three days. Sure, sure. Baggage, Plane, baggage claim, carousel, and then the home. And then, yeah. yeah. Okay, but here's yeah. the thing. When Julia Roberts comes on screen, you are like, it's Julia Roberts. I she I That's would pay mother. her any amount of money yeah. to be in a film. And she's, she's notorious for like good. high quotes as she should be. Yes. She always delivers. She I'm I'm so curious what this like late period Julia is. Homecoming Gaslit, yeah. Ticket to Paradise, and then this are like the recent 2020s. So she's mm-hmm. kind of in like a serious zone. But well, she doesn't do a lot anymore. They don't make movies like julia roberts movies anymore i also feel like the directors that she would work with are also not working anymore they either don't exist or they have passed on um yeah so like who i can see her probably like the rolodex of people that can call her and be like julia i need a favor is right smaller and i i can see her like not wanting to just go work with like some random like rom-com director for hire that's gonna Life oh, her badly and but like, I like I like her doing serious. Like she is good. Oh serious. yeah, I'm into yeah. it. Yeah, but I think that's why she's doing so much serious right. stuff right now. She's but like when she shows up in Ticket to Paradise, like you are like right there, movie star. That's a movie star. Like I, same with same George, with George Clooney. Like, yeah. That's a movie star. Yeah, I would love to see her do something, a la Aaron Brockovich again, where it's a drama, yes. but like it's is that her best performance? Right, her. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's got to be Brockovich. I don't care if it's that's like a obvious answer. No, no. I it, I'm looking at I'm looking at her list here. I love that movie so much. I mean, I love her in My Best Friend's Wedding, but she's like obviously cool. Oh, she's obviously in that, deranged. But like um, she's so funny in it. Uh Yeah, she's she's great in Ocean. Good. She's good in she's good in everything. But my personal favorite performance yeah. is Aaron Brockovich. Anyway, is, I mean, is she like I know August is kind of like Oh, I've never seen August Osage County. Okay. I I don't yeah. think I could take it, honestly. I think I would just have to turn it off. From my memory, she is good, but Meryl is bad. Well, but I, I dare not yeah. say that because I think <laughs> Meryl is a queen, of course. Yes, but sometimes she is so, bad. Sometimes you, they, you... Look, here's the thing. When you're at, at the plate, sometimes it's okay to take a strike, you know? <laughs> you let a... Swing and a miss. You, sometimes, you, sometimes it's a swing miss. and a miss. Yeah. It's okay. Her... It, it, it happens to the best of us. Did you know that she EP'd Samantha at American Girl Doll uh, and Felicity? She's done like Julia all... Julia Roberts? Julia Roberts EP'd Molly and American Girl on the home That's front. That's so cute. Wait, that I love rocks. That. Good for her. Good for her. They probably like... Oh, weeded. she EP'd Kit Kittredge. Yeah. So she, she probably like has some sort of stake in the American Girl Doll movies. Yeah. yeah. That rocks. Wow. That's pretty Good cool. Times. 
Um, Anyways, yeah, so this movie did well. I've seen all of them. This movie did well. It did very well. Um, It opened number one on Valentine's Day weekend, unseating two other new releases. What came out then? It opened number one. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm sitting. Also, this is a this is a bleak state of cinema here. Um, it's 2010 February. 2010 February opened okay. above The Wolfman. Not a terrible movie, but not a good movie. And Percy Jackson. Oh, no. And the Olympians. Right. The Lightning Thief. Oh, cursed. Cursed. Percy time. Jackson opening number three. Not a great sign. No. People knew. Well, we ha- we all had an inkling. We all knew. Open number three. I was there. I didn't see Valentine's Day this weekend because I was seeing Percy Jackson. I also saw um, Percy Jackson. Wow. Avatar is hanging out. Good movie. In its second week. Oh, I, that's why. I, yep. Okay. Now I know yeah. why I saw this movie twice. I think yep. I saw this movie uh, as a date movie. Dear John, The Tooth Fairy, Edge of Darkness, Crazy Heart. Book of Eli, The Blind Side is oh, still hanging wow. out. Oh, wow. The, the Blind Side <sighs> made so much money. It made so much The Blind money. Side is like, a, like I don't, I obviously it's not a good movie, but I th- it, in my mind, it lives in the same palace as like my big fat Greek wedding where you're like, how did this movie make so much money? The Blind Side made $305 million. On a budget of what? Like 50? On a budget of 35 Holy shit. Yep. That's so fucking crazy. Insane. Um, just for just for comparison, since we're talking about it, um, I'm now searching my big big fat Greek wedding to see how much that made. I think Dear John is my lowest. If I'm trying to remember my Channing Tatum the list, lowest it, it's, really, it's pretty low because it's that's so, one with him and Amanda Seyfried. Where well, they like, it's so Republican. Oh no. Yeah, no, no, it is. That's yeah, it's, it's that. It's but I was two. getting it momentarily confused with Letters to Juliet, which is also an Amanda Seyfried movie. I was like, it's the one with Amanda Seyfried where they, she like goes to Italy and there are letters, but that's letters to Juliet. Letters Dear to John Juliet, is not he's bad. in the military. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. He's like, check, yes, Juliet. Da, yeah, my ba, big da, fat Greek wedding made $374 million. That's, that's so insane. Nuts. On a budget of $5 million. We got to bring it back. What do you mean we got to bring it back? There's like two low, sequels. Like mid-budget movies that make oh, okay. good amounts of money. <laughs> I was like, my Big Fat Greek Wedding 3 was released. It was. Last year. My father saw it. I did not. He was like... Bad. I'm not sure. Good. I'm sure. Um, On Valentine's... We didn't even talk about this. Valentine's happy Valentine's Day. Day for our listeners. Yeah, that's why we're doing this yeah, episode. Yeah, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Do you Day. like I Valentine's hope- Day? Yeah, I love Valentine's Day. Cool. But now... Jordan, for the first year, you also love Valentine's Day. You are famously a Valentine's Day hater. That's true. You hated Valentine's Day. I remember true. talking about it with you so often. What? No, I and didn't. And guess what? Are you so happy that I do. Here's the thing. My partner likes Valentine's Day. And guess what? I also now like Valentine's Day. It's. I think They got listen, me. I can understand you hating Valentine's Day because you are I was a romantic a little bit of, person. I was a Jessica Biel, you know. You were you were a Grinch, but for Valentine's Day. I was. But I you're you're a romantic. You like to bake. You That's like true. to give gifts. You like to give flowers. That's true. I can understand the frustration over not having the ability to do any of that. Right. Stuff. I was like, I'm gonna watch Blue Valentine every Valentine's Day yes, for years. I remember. I remember this era. Bad era. I remember it well. I'm out of it now, baby. We made I it through the I told my parents woods. that, I think like four years ago, they were like, oh, what's Jordan doing for Valentine's Day? I was like, oh, Jordan watches Blue Valentine every year. And they were like, uh-oh. What? They're like, 911, <laughs> what's your emergency? 
Anyway, I have always loved Valentine's Day because I think except for one year in yeah. college, I have always had an SO someone Wow. You've always had a Valentine. Be with. I've always had a Valentine. Sorry. But I also think even if I didn't, like I would do a Valentine's Day thing. Yeah. Or I would go buy myself flowers. I'm very sure. into like that, like you yeah. do whatever you want. I really um, like I I wish we anyway, bring, I, like, I love it. I miss being a kid on Valentine's Day because I really miss the like cards that you would get on valentine's day those things the rocked. cute little ones like the little yeah. like penny cards well when they would be like a theme too because you would get yeah. like star wars ones or things yeah. like that like that ripped <laughs> um my sister and i send each other those kind of like comic sans bad valentine's day cards yes. every year we try to find like the most specific like fandom one that we can that like only we will what's understand. the most cursed one that you've received well we did a lot of like brooklyn i9 and parks and rec ones sure. when okay. we were like in that era um i think last year we might have done black sales <laughs> to each other the thing is you can find them for right. everything oh, yeah. no, of course yeah for every fandom you can find them i have to figure out what to do this year we have to i have to pick something that we you should pick watched. one from valentine's day 2010 no i won't maybe it'll be a percy jackson one if we can if the if the kids are on it it's like okay? you're the i'd you're the wise girl to the my seaweed brain for you yeah okay yeah yeah, we'll offline about yeah. Percy Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, we will. Uh, yeah. Um. Anyway, I love Valentine's Day. This is my last Valentine's Day as a fiance. That's true. Next Valentine's Day, I will be you'll married. Be, you'll be the wife. I will be a wife. I will be the, the wife. wife. <laughs> Glenn so Close, you're nothing. What is that, 2021? <laughs> no, 2019. What year's the 2019, wife come out? 2019. Okay, so you're the wife 2019. Wow. Yeah, or maybe the wife... 2018 2017 2018 because it was 2019 oscars because the olivia coleman oscars right yeah the wife film 2017 Um, i buy evan flowers every valentine's day i think it is one of the biggest flexes you can do as a woman if you are dating a man is to buy your man flowers they will love it they will blush and get super cute about it it's it's adorable i cannot recommend it enough for a million dollars who directed the wife? I do not know. There's no who. Who is it? Bjorn L. Rung. Nope. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, that's Valentine's You're the Day. Wife. I love it. Do you want to guess the average letterbox rating? Oh God, it can't be good. <laughs> I, it's, uh, this this movie was very poorly reviewed, like in general. Yes. Like uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. Here's the, I wonder why. Um, I usually don't like dunking on a movie, you know that, but like, you know, rest in peace, Gary Marshall, we can dunk on this. Gary Uh, Marshall has made a lot of great movies. Exactly. This is not one of them. No. Um, All 2-2? It's a 2-6. That's actually kind of better than I expected. Jesus. A lot of people giving it three three stars. Perhaps too many people giving it three stars. That's a lot of people giving it three stars. In my opinion. Jordan's review reads the heterosexuals were wild for this one. They were. It's crazy. <laughs> not a single queer person read this script. No, of course not. I mean, would you expect anything? No. Else. Um uh yeah, that's Valentine's Day. We um made it. Queer Quadrant? Yeah. <laughs> I give it a one. Like <laughs> Um I literally give it a one. I, I might go lower. No, I'll give it a one as no. well. Like one as yeah. well for Bradley Cooper. And shout out Eric Dane. And like, Eric Dane, sure. Respectable performance. Shout yeah, no, out. Respectable performance. It's just, it is the most emblematic of 
the era. And I think it's like, I'm so glad that we're through this period in movies, but it's always so scary going back to the early 2010s and the late 2000s, because it's like, you know, there will be a gay character, but how is the gay character portrayed? And it's scary. And like, you know, there were development meetings where they were talking about like, oh fuck, like we should have a gay storyline in this. For a second, I'm going to be honest with you. There was a second where I forgot about the existence of Bradley Cooper. And I was like, oh, great. Eric Dane's end to the storyline is a disembodied man's hand on his shoulder to show that he has a male lover. And then I was like, oh, I forgot that. At least you see Bradley Cooper. Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. But there was a moment where I was like, wow, that's that would be worse. Yeah. Um, yeah, You know what I mean? It's just it's like the worst period of like queer, not the worst period of queers (laughs) being in movies. (laughs) But like, I, it's it's just so bad because it's like when you're looking at a four quadrant movie, I just, I, there's nothing worse than I hate where it's like you get a gay in a movie, but then it's like, we have to like, it's either a, like so shocking that there's a gay person here or we have to talk about it or around it. Like, it's just, it's so spotlight, like lit and just in like such a bad studio way specifically. Yeah, no, I agree. Listen, I think that you were right. This is this was kind of a fake episode, but not really, because I do think that this is quite indicative of like a recent period in like American media specifically Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where this was the go to. And yes, it's definitely better than some other periods. Yes. But it just it really speaks to a moment in time, particularly in the romance space. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think about, like, you think about, like, the easy A, like, it's, like, where the gay best friend suddenly becomes a character, and, like, it's an mm-hmm. openly gay best friend, but it's always, like, the gay best friend never has a partner. Or and by they, the way, he's mm. pretending to not be gay. Like, he, Who? you know. An easy A? Yeah. Right. That's the whole point, is that he wants her to. I forgot that to... he was pretending. Oh my have God. to pretend to have sex with him so that people will stop thinking that he's gay. What a good movie, bad time. Yeah, know? but also, I mean, y- you know, that yeah. I think that that's basically a, like a perfect movie, but yeah. Yeah. That, it's the again, best adaptation that's... of The Scarlet Letter, seeing as The Scarlet Letter is one of the worst books ever written. Yeah. I um, hate that book. <laughs> that's, listen, again, it's just very indicative of like the specific period. And I yeah. like to look at these micro time periods because we have our own experiences that we can like refer back to as opposed to when we're talking about like the 50s or even the 90s where it's like we're just looking at like we don't we can't we can't speak to this yeah other than our research but like i remember when this came out and was like yeah saw the gay character and was like okay like that's fine so i think it's i think there is something specific that we can do in terms of like looking at gay and queer characters from about 2010 onward because we were old enough to like have real thoughts about it right and to remember like what this time period was yeah. like so it's like yeah yeah i guess you have like milk comes out two years before this and i really remember when milk came out because that was like whoa this is like a big huge gay yeah. four quadrant movie but then you have your like dallas buyers clubs and things like you know what i mean where it's like we're dealing with gay things but like no gay people and not a lot of subtlety so, ugh. yeah. Oh, a mess. We, a mess. I re- we will never cover that movie. Really? I kind of. You do you I want mean, to? I mean, I mean, there's want a lot of is, flaws. Is different. Yeah. I think I think it could be it interesting. interesting. 
I'm actually trying to find out if Dallas Buyers Club was released wide. There's no way. Well, a thousand. Because, like, Valentine's Day was released on 3,300 screens. Like, we're not asking for that many screens to be able to cover something. A thousand screens is not that many. I was I see like the two or the 2010s because by the end of the 2010s you do have like good queer content it's like the really like end of the it's like the 2000s the 2010s that are really like or early 2010s where you're really feeling it was a rough feeling period of time yeah. but it's okay I think it's like it's super interesting to talk about and you always have gems in there um yeah. and you got to take the good with the bad and like I said it's Valentine's Day like it's a big studio rom-com like you know, and yeah. by the way, it was very poorly reviewed. It's not like this is a masterpiece. We're like, guys, did you know that Valentine's Day is actually kind of bad? Guess what? Everyone thinks it this was, movie is kind of yeah. bad. Um, I, I was trying Valentine's to find Day. like the best gay characters of the late 2010s. And shockingly, there's not a list of that. <laughs> you got to be more specific than that. I know, well, it's like the indies. I was curious what like the other because they're no, like, on our list. We have a lot of like the, the four quadrants. This stuff, is but... why we do this podcast. Yes. No, I know. I know. That's why the podcast That's exists. why we do it. That's why it's about blockbusters specifically. Because otherwise anyway. we'd be like, what, Brokeback Mountain? Well, what? Brokeback Mountain is actually a mainstream movie that we can cover. Did a so. single, like a single man? No, no. way that hit a thousand. Yeah. Uh-uh. God, barely even like 300, I bet. Anyway. There it is. This has been. Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's um, Day. Kiss someone. Kiss someone that you love platonically or romantically. Yeah. Send yourself flowers. Send yourself flowers. Or if you hate Valentine's Day, that's also okay. No, I would say if you hate Valentine's Day, find someone in your life that you care about in some way Mm. and send them flowers. Or you can be don't buy into the capitalist holiday that is Valentine's Day. No, you could support a local florist. That's true. Like Like Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher. (laughs) Don't go buy your flowers from Whole Foods. Go find a a local florist or find... Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if you live in LA, there's a lot of people that sell flowers. Yeah. You can purchase directly from them. You know what's interesting is his flower shop, the exterior, I think with the address, I think it's in like Sherman Oaks or like Studio City. We're not talking about this again. It's we're done. The episode is over. Call it a wrap. Um, you can find us in various places on the internet. I'm at Brookby Solomon. Jordan H. Gus. And we're together at Queer Quadrant. And you can find this podcast on Spotify on Apple, somewhere in the greater Los Angeles area. Unfortunately. And wherever else you get your podcasts. Drop us a rate, five roses only. Nice. Um, Leave us a review if you care to. In a poem. Yeah, leave us a nice little romantic poem. Um, And tweet at us. Tell us what you might like us to cover in the future and your thoughts about Valentine's Day if you want to. And what are we covering in the future? (laughs) Um, two weeks from now, we are going to cover everything everywhere all at once. We're doing it. Enough time has passed. (laughs) Enough time has passed. We're out of that insane cycle of discourse, regardless of your thoughts about the movie. Um, we're going to talk about it. So I'm excited to talk about it specifically just through a queer lens and like the queerness versus like the movie has like an awards picture. I know. I I really think that that's going to be the case every year though. Now that we like. This is just social media. I'm I know. hate to break it to you. It's so cursed. Uh, but yeah, tune in two weeks from now for that. And is Do there you anything? Have anything? Oh, <laughs> Do you and this have is anything? this is Jordan reporting from L- KTLA 101. Let's all get naked. Mm, I'm reporting you to HR. Thank you. All right, I'm rolling.
Wee. Wee. Oh my god, did you you haven't seen the new Mean Girls, right? No, did you? The youth love it. Really? Yes. Interesting. Renee I do know it's great, more though. gay. Yes, the two gay, the two friends are fully gay, which I think Janice is good. Janice and Damien, yeah. yeah. And also Renee is like giving bi, yeah. bisexual, who yeah. would be mean to me. Damien is, Damien is yeah. like incredible. I heard that he's like the standout. Uh, absolutely. I'm like, that yeah. is a star. And yeah. Renee Rapp, I'm like, I see it. I'm like, you're not as close. Like Rachel McAdams is like, go to the She can never sauce. be topped. Yeah. But at least she's but, doing like a different performance. Yeah, this one is just know? like, I'm sexy. Yeah. Like her mouth is always like Yeah, she's always you know? like she's always flirting with like she's whoever yeah. is there. Did I also he heard hear? that no. Did he, he give a went, little <laughs> <laughs> I also heard that Avantika, who plays Karen, is like really good. The Ditsy, yeah. Oh my yeah. god. She is she has yeah. a whole Halloween song that's the yes. only, like the best song in the musical. I, yeah. I know the musical. Okay. Like yeah. not so that... well, but like I know it. Anyway. That was our podcast on Mean Girls 2024. <laughs> I think we should just it in. splice it in somehow. Okay, here we go.